Welcome back to the Loquacious Podcast. It's been a couple minutes. Um, kind of left y'all hanging around, waiting for something new. But I am back, and I have a new guest today. This is my friend, a childhood friend that I've had, well, shit, since childhood. Um, since babies, we've been knowing each other, but it, within the last couple years, we've gotten closer. Um, and so I wanted to bring her on to talk about some interesting topics. She is someone I depend on emotionally <laughs> for support, but she is weirdly enough um, very similar to my husband. So it's weird having a best friend and a husband that are twins is what we call them. But um, for the sake of her anonymity, she is my hope. <laughs> That's what I call her. And you can welcome her now. So welcome to the Loquacious Podcast, my hope. Hey, girl. How are you? Man. <laughs> it's been a struggle trying to get on this bitch. Okay. <laughs> like, we I'm tired and I ain't even do nothing yet. Shit. <laughs> we two seconds in, but for y'all that better wonder why she's tired, it's because we had some technical difficulties, but we worked through them and it's cool. My God. Um, as I explained on the first episode, you know, it's a little janky in the beginning, but we're working on that. We're, we're figuring things out. As we we go. gonna figure this shit out. <laughs> you had me on this bitch again. Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have to sit next to you because um, <laughs> this, this, um, this ain't working. This this is for the birds. No, but we're gonna figure it out. It's fun. We're in different locations and we're still able to talk. So we're gonna figure right. it out. Yes. So the first thing we're going to do is a word association. I'm gonna give you okay. 10 words and you tell me the first word or phrase that comes to mind when you hear the word. And then I'm gonna choose one of those words to dig deeper. So, okay. crazy enough, I did play this game with you, so you know what the word dig deeper <laughs> means. Um, <laughs> yeah, <go ahead. laughs> that was a long, fun night. <laughs> so, let's get started. The first word is love. Shit, romantic. <laughs> you took a long Cause time. I had, Because ain't shit popping my head at first. <laughs> it was just blank. Um, That's fucked up. <laughs> the next word is plum. Oh, uh, purple. Despise. Enemy. Bird. Pigeon. <laughs> Sing it a little bit. Pigeon. Link. Up. Okay, linking up. Paint. And sip. That's two words, but you know. It could be a phrase. It's cool. Okay, yeah. Paint sip. Got four more. What about choose? Life. River. Mississippi. Down here, Mississippi. Down we got something called a gun line. What you say that, boss? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about the gun line, boss. I quit. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um day night day and night um you got one more let me think of a good one anger 
issues. Oh, I can't deal. So, um, my dig deeper is what made you want to go a little high on the pigeon? Pigeon. I, I don't even know why. I'm just random at times, so I just start singing shit. So I just <laughs> was like pigeon. You remember like TLC made that sound like um no scrubs, and then they like the dudes came out with I don't want no pigeons. No. I think look, hold on. Let me let me put this out here in the atmosphere. I do have a tendency to make up shit in my head. <laughs> so I could be incredibly wrong and I'm not gonna fuck with my phone to try to google it and figure it out because we're not fucking up this shit right now no we're not because I ain't got time I mean it could have been a thing you know I miss a lot (laughs) you do but I feel like it I feel like it is you want to google it you google it because I'm not touching my phone oh that's already happening I don't want no pigeons something 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 I don't want no pigeons. I, I think don't... that's a song. Oh wow! Okay. Is it? <laughs> um, the song is called "No Pigeons." That is. It's by Sporty Thieves, with a, a V and a Z. Work on that. Um, what? Yeah. <laughs> this is a real thing. <laughs> now you gotta listen to it. Well, listen to it when we get done. But yeah. A pigeon is a girl that be walking by. Yeah. Oh, this is a real thing. Like a pigeon. Because, you know, New Orleans, they be having pigeons. You know, them, them bitches don't move. We walk down the sidewalk. They walk with you. They biggity. They biggity. Them Katrina pigeons was something serious. They didn't, like, rebirth themselves after Katrina or some shit. Uh, them motherfuckers don't move. Man, they walk with you, and they be like, where you going? Because I'm coming, too. Where we going? Where we going together? Okay. <laughs> okay, so my next thing is some current events. Do you have anything that you've heard in the news or just seen on Instagram, TikTok that you want to share with the world? Um, I personally don't like watching the news. I feel like it's depressing, yeah. um, especially like living like in Louisiana, so close to like New Orleans. Like somebody always getting shot. Rob, something My like that. Goes off all the time. So they just had some teenagers that got shot up the other day, right? Um. Oh, I did read something on Facebook. So, um, apparently there was like this teenage girl, um, in Baton Rouge. She got, I guess, like a one of her teenage friends who was a guy. He's like sixteen years old mm-hmm. to kill one of her family members. Like what? outside of an apartment complex, yeah. And the girl was like, um, I think she was like thirty, maybe like thirty-three years old or something like that. I don't know her relation to the the deceased, but like something was. I don't know what they didn't like really explain like what was going on with the situation or go into like elaborate detail. Of but course. like the sixteen-year-old boy ended up shooting like the thirty-three-year-old woman. And he was still on the scene when the cops came. So they arrested him. He's like in juvenile detention center for like second degree murder. And like the girl got arrested for like, um, a, I think principal to second degree murder or something like that. And they both in like the detention center. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. 
That is wow. But it happened in um in Baton Rouge. Damn. So yeah. And I'm just like, as a 16-year-old, what would prompt you to like want to kill someone? Man. Number one. And pussy. Number two, a family member though. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, that's your blood. Like, I so it was people. his family member that she told him to go kill? No, it was her family member okay. that she told him to go kill. Okay. I was making sure I had it right. I'm about to say yeah. that's crazier. That's just out here killing his own people. Right, crazy. but still, like you still gonna get like a like one of your friends to kill, you somebody know, for you. Somebody like one of your family members, like that's just that's just crazy to me. And it's just like as a society, it makes you think like, damn, are we failing? Like this I next feel generation, like we definitely are, and that goes into one of my current events. I just. But know. are we failing, or is like, like are we like as in like our generation? Are we failing, or or like the parents of this generation that coming up? Well, I guess that would kind of be the same, right? We are, yeah, because we are the parents. But at what age do you hold somebody accountable for something like that? I don't know. I think everyone should be held accountable. He's young though. So she's 16, in, like they both 16 or both 15. 16, so you already know how I feel about 16 year olds. They don't have their full frontal cortex. Right. So their ability to think through decisions and like consequences isn't all the way there. But at 16, you knew something. That's what I'm like, saying. Some type of common sense. That's what I'm saying. That's my point in saying like, are we really failing? You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, there's a breakdown somewhere. Somebody's fucking up somewhere. I mean, clearly somebody's fucking up for you to, like, feel, like, to make the cognitive decision to be like, you know what? I'm going to get somebody to shoot your ass. Yeah, and for him to be like, oh, I'm just going to take this I'm just going to do it. Like, what? You 16, like, what's, like, you have no life anymore. At all. Like, is there just, like, an unwillingness to think about your future? Is it like social standards and people just like, well, hell, I ain't got nothing to live for anyway. I might as well do this. You get what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Are they black? I would assume so. It's first off, it's Baton Rouge. Right. That's what I'm thinking. So I'm thinking they are, um, which makes it even like 20 times worse. Yeah. Cause well, like I mean, depending on where they live, they could have lack of resources, and they could feel like they had nothing left for. Or he could just be slow enough to think like this girl gonna give me some afterwards, or like we gonna be together forever, and I ride for her. Yeah, because you gotta think about where you at. That's like a NBA young boy hot spot right there. Right, exactly. So it's right boys, off of Highland too. So like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know enough about Baton Rouge to be like this is like, you know, a bad area or mm-hmm. something like that. Like, granted, like, Baton Rouge has a lot of stuff going on, but still, there's still, like, bad parts of Baton Rouge, but I don't know enough about it. Um, I feel like a lot of it is, like, social engineering, too. Um, have you ever read, like, the Willie Lynch letter? Or, like, pieces of it? No. You should look into that. Like, my, um, I read about it a few years back so it's basically and it tells about like 
how a white man will pin like a black man against a black woman to break apart their family and it's basically setting a generational standard for like social engineering. Damn. And this was like written in like 1800s maybe. Mm-hmm. Might be lying again. But <laughs> like no but like just to read that and to understand like this is what Caucasian people were really doing to keep us down and it's still like pivotal and still occurring to this day is like mind-blowing it's mind-blowing because it's like we can't get ahead oh and then when we did for a little while they were like oh let's burn all this shit down let's burn it burn it burn y'all crispy crackety crunchity black people because we don't want y'all to get ahead and like because that makes the playing feel even and without admitting it they want the privilege, which I mean, if the tables were turned, I I might feel a little bit of the same way. Like, hey, things been going great for me. I don't need nobody coming here fucking shit up. Right. But they have to have an awareness of where we come from and why shit isn't even and why shit is fucked up. And that should make them want it to be a better playing field. But I just, I don't think that'll happen. But do you genuinely think they would want it to be an uh, even playing field? That's the question. I don't know. I think business, corporate America, that end of the deal, probably not. Right. I think working class, everyday people are like, it's whatever. As long as I'm making my money and I can pay my bills, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. So that's the majority of people anyway. So I feel like the majority of people would be fine with it being even. But like even the last episode I did where I was talking to Jerry about um, these professors that are into it right now, because he's like, I'm tired of all these woke women coming in and like these woke black people trying to take jobs from more qualified white. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, there's always going to be those people that are like, no, (laughs) no, leave shit how it is. We're good here. Y'all aren't good enough. But I think that it's changing more so to where it's even. But I don't know how long it'll take for everything to be just like, I make as much as you make when I go on this It'll job. never be in our lifetime. That sucks. I, that's, that's just my belief. I don't think it'll ever be in, that, in our lifetime. Because you still have people that are training their kids to think like their parents or their grandparents or their great-grandparents to where like a black person can't make as much as you. A right. black person is inferior to you. So as long, I feel like as long as Caucasian people are continuing to perpetuate that mentality like, okay, well, black people will never be better than you. Black people can't be superior. Black people right. can't be as smart as you. We'll never get ahead. Like, ever. But I feel like the myths of that are broken now because of the amount of information that the next like generations under us are able to see like they're it's different when you're sitting in the woods somewhere and somebody's telling you these black people are criminals and they're creatures mm-hmm. and you don't get exposure to different avenues of that these kids coming up now they've seen a black president like they True. they grew up with that being a normality right and then they see black astronauts black doctors they they see a beautiful black woman like I spoke about last time with locks as right. a Supreme Court justice. You know, like so I think they're more exposed 
to it not being a myth and a legend, they get to see the reality of and see like we're not just all out here killing people or yeah. killing each other or you know, pants sagging down like But to counter that exposure doesn't mean acceptance. Oh no, not at all. <laughs> so it's like it's kind of like, yeah, you know, you get that exposure, you you see certain things and you're you have an awareness but can I accept this knowing like breaking a generational curse and being like, okay, you know what? My parents were right. in what they taught me about other races and having the willpower to do that work on your own and go against societal norms. As far as what you were taught. I've Um, seen it at least four times in my lifetime. Really? Yep. Where people have, genuinely asked me questions because they wanted to know more because they didn't believe in the concepts that were taught to them okay and um one of the most significant ones was in college and she was like I only hang out with black people and I think it was to try to reverse the racism within her family and she said she is the only person in her family that would speak to anyone outside of their race and so she was the one I asked the question of like well, what happens if they're in a situation where it's an emergency and like the only person that can do this life-saving measure is someone black? And she was like, oh, that's fine. They'll let them do it. But afterwards, just be like, well... They're going to talk about you. Yeah, somebody doing that much well is exactly And I was like, that blew my mind that that could be. But it was something, like I spoke about earlier, that exposed her to other people Mm -hmm. and... She was just like, that's not the life I want to live. What they told me was not proving to be true in my life. Mm -hmm. And the other people that I know just kind of, most of the time they end up meeting somebody that doesn't meet the expectation. Yeah. And then it kind of goes from there. But that can be a sticky situation too because then they exactly person. Exactly. You can meet somebody on the other end of the spectrum that's straight hood and be like, you know what? You fit it. My parents were right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you can always find something or someone to agree with whatever belief you have. Of course. Which is just crazy. But speaking of the kids, one of my current events happened today at the nail shop. (laughs) Okay. Um, so this girl, I guess she she got comfortable in the chair she was in. She was in high school. Mm-hmm. And she thought her sister sat next to her in the pedicure chair, but it was me. So mm-hmm. she flashes her phone screen and says, this is her. And I look at the screen and it's just lines of Coke. What? And I was like, what is that? And she was like, oh, well, that's my mom down there. And she just sent it to me because a mom sent it to her. So some girl at her school just like has been giving her issues trying to bully her Mm -hmm. but put on her snapchat story just lines of coke when i say lines let me explain they're like seven inches long and thick and it's about six of them what (laughs) like full lines of coke and i was like she you know this girl she was like yes ma'am but she's just someone like that goes to my school and Mm -hmm. so the the lady that was doing my feet was like well 
Like, where would you even go to buy that? Like, how do you, who do I go to? And she was like, well, you can go to her. I'm pretty sure she sells it. What? <laughs> what? You trying to put your, your friend on? That's My her God. friend. This is her bully. Wait. So I was just like, what are the, what are the kids up. doing? Hold up. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> so, this girl mm-hmm. in the nail shop, right. she showed you a picture of a snap of her bully? Yep. Mm-hmm. With the with the foxtails? <laughs> yep. What the hell? Like, well, y'all don't know where to get it. I'm pretty sure she does. And I was like, what is going on? With how do you child? even know how to do that? In high school. In high school. <laughs> like, just... what in your mind triggers you to be like, you know what? <laughs> Let me... Let me hit this white and call it a day. Let me just hit this real quick. It just blew my mind. And then I I thought about where I was. And then I was like, okay, this really isn't abnormal. Right. Because I tried to explain to her because she goes to a private school that the public school in our area is no better. And she was like, oh, I didn't think it was like that. And I was like, girl, at I was just naive to the fact and figured out in the last couple of years that a sweet 16 I went to, they were doing lines of coke in the bathroom. And I, I was just there to dance. I'm like, I just want to dance. Child, I ain't had them experiences. I ain't went to no six, sweet 16. <laughs> but you were sheltered. Right. I was very <laughs> sheltered and grew up in a very um, organized and strict household. So I didn't have those types of experiences to where I would go to a a party or a sweet 16 and see somebody yeah. doing coke. I didn't even know people did weed at our school. <laughs> that's that's how in my zone and in my own little shell, I, was, I didn't even know. We were definitely the naive group of kids. I just, I didn't know it. Like, okay, so crazy thing is, my mom is a substance abuse counselor and has been since I was a baby. Mm-hmm. So I know about drugs, but I right. didn't know people that were taking them or like the effects of them. And to remember back to that moment at a sweet 16 where these boys are just walking out the bathroom with red noses and they're constantly rubbing them and they just look out of it. But like at the time, I just, I had no clue. I didn't know what was going on. It wasn't until later when I started telling Jeremy my high school stories that I was like, oh, this isn't normal for everybody. No. Because <laughs> I even told the girl, I was like, oh, yeah, like for homecoming, I remember um, getting invited. It was like 20, 25 of us. We God all damn. Went, yeah, a lot of us. We all went to homecoming together and we had a party bus. So mm. after the dance was over, we got on the party bus and the week before there was a list going around on this little piece of paper and you wrote your name and the, your favorite type of liquor on it. And I'm just playing along because I had never been with these people. I always hung out with y'all, but y'all graduated. Y'all left. Right. So I was like, I got a group of people. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up um, writing down my liquor, which was hypnotic at the time. When we got on the party bus, I had a bottle of Hypnotic and a bottle of Alizé with my name, like on a tag. What? Yes. So we got on the bus. We went to the city. We hung out all night. 
um, got drunk. I got towed out the frame. We rode back home. And then <laughs> we all stayed at this dude's house. And what makes what? it even right? Okay, but here's the thing. The parents, when you walked in, mom has a wine glass in hand. She's half drunk. And then your next bottle with your tag is on the bar. So as you walk in, you re-up on your alcohol. Child, I would have been dead. I wouldn't have made it. <laughs> so I wouldn't have made it to the dance. Man, the dance was fine. Nobody really drank. Well, they drank beforehand, but like lightly. Because nobody wanted to get caught. But then it was like, afterwards, it was a big party. And then the whole top floor of their house, the second floor, was just for him. So there was like a pool table. There was a flat screen TV. And then there's this room that spans the whole length of the house. Just uh-huh. one room. And it it has like five or six bunk beds in it. Just oh, lined up in a room. Hell no. Child. Yes. So we I wouldn't be living. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't be at this ripe age I am right now. I, <laughs> baby. <laughs> when I tell you they would have came through and shut that bitch down. Ain't no homecoming dance. You going two steps to this car. What? Man, we all stayed there. Everybody had their bed. You know, it's high school, so people are like fucking and oh hell no, drunk, just doing the most. And I, I- was petrified to do anything in high school. <laughs> petrified. Homecoming. Imagine prom. Child. And I moment. was like, what are the kids doing? Like we had so say innocent fun with alcohol but like this girl had lines of coke on a fucking Thursday <laughs> on a hot Thursday hey, what the fuck are you doing like bitch my weekend starting today don't know today. about you <laughs> but bitch <laughs> let me hit this and <laughs> happy Friday bitches <laughs> like that's like yeah, she gonna be hot till Friday morning what go to school like what are you doing, kid? But they why do they think what? that's okay, though? I don't know. And I'm like, well, I asked the girl. I was like, do you know her parents? Like, are her parents around? She was like, yeah, they don't care. And Shit, so they're probably like, doing it with her. That's scary. Come what on, Mary. That? Let's hit some foxtails. <laughs> <laughs> what? Cutting it's it up with the American Express. It just, uh, it blew my mind. I was like, the kids are doing the most... And then our goddaughter told me that they had two fights at school this week. For what? I don't know. But what y'all got to be fighting for in high school? Like, but, like, but doesn't that blow your mind? They had two this week. There was two the whole four years I was in school. I don't even probably, yeah. My, like, in high school, it would probably equate to that. First off, I probably didn't even know when somebody had a fight. <laughs> um, I was just like not in that atmosphere just sat by myself was real chill you know other best friend we was all in the same little group we just sit yeah. down and and chill. and chill and that was it like, so y'all left me and then I got in a fight at school <laughs> ain't nobody told you to be hostile like that I be hey, trying to tell your ass calm the hell down no. I didn't fight because I wanted to I fought out of defense like I said, like people don't be telling you, you know, you got to just chill the hell out sometimes. <laughs> shit. But then, like, you didn't, um, 
what's that lady name? I ain't gonna say her name on here, but you know who I'm talking about. Um, the old lady, the assistant principal. Oh yeah, yeah. She what she? I don't. I think she left after our freshman year or our sophomore year. Cause I don't feel like you probably you wouldn't have had no issues in high school. Yeah, poor thing. She left me. Yeah, but child, dumb people hated me. <laughs> they wrote in my yearbook. They were so happy when I left. What? <laughs> Because of this podcast, I'm loquacious, and you're not going to tell me something and just make me believe it. I want proof that it's real. Right. Like, one, the old lady I was just talking about, she was the um, child development teacher, and she Mm -hmm. tried to convince the class one day that if you put Kool-Aid in a baby's bottle, that you'll go to jail for child abuse. And I was like, you're not going to make me believe that that's true, ma'am. Child, we had Kool-Aid at the daycare. (laughs) <laughs> what? Right. And then the thing is, she was like, Oh, yes, I've called before on some like, no, you didn't. That's, That's... not real. No. So I used to stay in the principal's office because you're not just gonna tell me anything and I'm gonna let it slide. I'm raising my hand. I'm gonna just call you a liar for the whole class. Oh my God. But you know, that was my experience. Plus, yeah, I, I was like, a little meek and mild. I ain't yeah. had all it. I was spicy. <laughs> <laughs> you look, no, he was he was hot tough. <laughs> he, wasn't, he was hot tough. He wasn't spicy. No, no, no. They tried to play me all the time. Like, gave me an F on my English paper because they said there's no way I've been to Rome to write a paper in first person. So my what? mama had to bring my passport to the school to prove that I had been to Rome. It was that's some racial shit too, though. That's racial. Oh, that's very racial. She looked me up and down and was like, there's no way you could go. So then, of course, my sassy ass turned around to class and was like, everybody who knows that I went to Rome for Thanksgiving, raise your hand right now. <laughs> oh, that is- so I put them right in the middle of it. Y'all want a spectacle? Let's have one. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. but there was all types of stuff. I wrote a paper on my mom being the first black person to integrate the school. They mm-hmm. told me a lot about that. So then she had to come to the school find the yearbook the year that she graduated to be like here's me <laughs> bitch i'm me now what <laughs> now what you want for me now what you want bitch i'm me it, it was crazy all the time something was happening speaking of schools um today they sentenced um nick i think is his name I don't really care to ever say the shooter's name but the stoneman douglas high shooting that happened in uh 2018 they finally finished up with him and he's not getting the death sentence because three people disagreed and some of the families the victims of the family were asking that he didn't get the death penalty so my question to you is do you how do you feel about that do you feel like he should have got it or not oh because for me i'm like i don't want him to have the death penalty I agree with that because it's like I feel like nobody's life is greater than the other and so it's like you taking a life yes he granted he did wrong right that's that's in the atmosphere he did wrong dead wrong that's that's a bad analogy Um, I just thought about it (laughs) (laughs) it's a very very bad analogy but he was wrong and you know I feel like I don't feel like he should have the death penalty because of 
what he did. Um, should he just stay in prison for the rest of his life? Yeah. But my question is, is how, as a family member, you know, one of your, you know, your relatives passed away because of this man. Is that a certain level of forgiveness that you come to to just be like, I don't want him to get the death penalty? Because I know a lot of people that'll be like, nah, let him burn, sizzle, shoot him up. Yeah. All I that. feel like that is a different level of humanity and yeah. spirituality to say and to not have that anger. Right. And that resentment towards that person yeah. for taking somebody's life that you love. And these are children. These are babies, except for like there was the principal. So the principal's daughter um, spoke at the hearing. She was one of the people that gave an impact statement. Um, okay. And some of the other children that got uh, injured, there were 17 mm-hmm. people that were wounded. Some of those gave impact statements. And then some of the families of the other victims that died uh, gave impact statements. And then for me, the messed up part was the jury had to go to the school and and like go in there. That's traumatizing. Yes. they So they got to see like, the papers that were thrown everywhere, like the blood stains on certain books, like nothing because they closed the school down. So everything in there is it's still the ex- same. Exactly the same. And you so, subjected other people to that yep. type of trauma. But think about it. That's not the only thing they had to see. They also had to watch every piece of evidence. So like all of the shootings, they had to watch it all the way through. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't know if they provide mental health care after they like should, that. but that has been on my mind lately. Them people gonna be fucked up. Oh, definitely. for lack of better word, they gonna be fucked up. Yeah, you had to sit and watch kids and and people die. You had to get watch them get their brains blown out, and then they like. I feel bad for the victims' families because they had to sit through that. They had to relive that all over again. Right, and they said the rifle that he used wasn't just like what we think of, like a bullet goes in and comes out. No, it like ricocheted, like it was blasting these people apart. Oh my, that scene. And I was just like, you subjected these people to this, and then you were like, y'all did a great job. You're dismissed. And I was like, I really So what happens to me mentally at that point? Right. And I, I wonder what the like the psych eval is for you to even be on the jury, let alone afterwards. Like they have to give them some type of there has to be some type of remediation for that. Like you so. can't just send people out into the world after seeing something and experiencing something so traumatizing. Yeah. And just expect people to be okay. Child, I be fucked up. Put me in a straitjacket. <laughs> Lock me the hell up. Like, there's no... That is... Just, like, think about, like, on a daily basis, you may hear something or see something that triggers that memory in your head, and you just, like, have a panic attack or freeze the hell up. Well, for me, it's crazy because I watch a TV show called um, I Am Jazz, and it's about this girl who's transgendered. Okay. And she's, like, one of the youngest transgendered people to... Um, to transition because mm-hmm. she blocked herself from puberty. So she never even went through puberty. Oh, shit. Um, but I didn't know you could do that. It's it's new. 
And she was one of like the first people it happened to, which is why she's so famous in like this. Dog, I was about to say something so funny, but I'm not. No, no, I didn't. <laughs> but she um she has a friend and her friend is transitioning now. Uh-huh. At the time she was a he and he uh attended uh Douglas High. So on the show they showed her going to prom mm-hmm. and she just couldn't do it every time like the crowd would get loud and they start yelling because they liked the song she would just freeze up and she said it's because the last time she heard screaming at that caliber like from kids mm-hmm. was when everybody was running out of that building and her Jeez. they showed every bit of her ptsd and it was just so sad to watch like any fast movement, any high-pitched noises. She just couldn't make it. She ended up, by the end of the night, curled up in a ball behind a curtain. Oh, my gosh. I wonder if they do studies on, like, the victims of, like, school shootings or, like, mass shootings mm-hmm. and, like, track them over time to see how... How it affects them? Yeah. Just, like, in everyday life. I feel like there should be a study on it. Because people... Mm-hmm. I think people need to understand the gravity of their decisions yeah, and just be aware of like how your shit affects other people. Definitely. Like just to follow, like, think about it. Say like, for instance, like somebody went to like a war or something like that, like say the Iraq war and you follow these military vets, not the VA, but just have like some outside research company right. to do like psyche valves on these, these, um, these vets over a period of like, say 5, 10, 15, even 20 years and see how it affects their life and like see how PTSD affects their their working relationships, how they relate, you know, romantically or even platonically to to people in their lives. They wouldn't want that information because I don't think it would turn out in their favor. And then it would stop people from wanting to join the military, but also make the military have to admit some type of guilt or fault, you know? But it's important. Oh, it's hella important, but it's not important to them. It's not, you know what I mean? Like, if and I, yeah, different... and I feel like it should be. Like, you get what I'm saying? Oh, like, you literally fucking up people forever. Forever. And these are kids you're fucking up. Most of the time, they're 18. Yeah. Way out of their house. And you're like, no, go kill a couple kids. Go and kill these people. And, and just. I've, like, my brother-in-law has told me just, I would say 2% of what he went through over mm-hmm. there, and I'm, I'm good. It's, it's, an, it's enough. Mm-hmm. But just imagine having, like, to, to live with that forever. And there's no cure. There's no, you, mm-hmm. like, do you ever really cope with it? I feel like you don't. You, like, subsided yeah. to a certain degree. And you're just like, I have to live with this. So you're learning how to like minimalize the effects that it has on your life. But it's still yeah, that's what coping is coping is it doesn't mean that things go away. It just means you learn how. Right. To but to like, God, you damn. Can learn to cope, but for something like that, it takes extensive therapy yeah. and a really damn good therapist. And I, people aren't dedicated enough to that. That's why I appreciate what y'all do so much. <laughs> like, for real. Because, child, you have been my... You've therapized the piss out of me. <laughs> oh, my God. I just talk to you like normal. No, you therapized the piss out of me because 
I'll be like, fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. Two tears in a bucket, fuck it. Because some shit just don't sit right. Mm-hmm. I ain't got time. And it happens. But that's another topic for another day. Oh, we have two more great things to talk about. God damn. Um, these are light. <laughs> these are very light. These are really light topics. <laughs> Those are our heavy. So these next two, I think you'll enjoy. Okay, cool. For one reason or another. <laughs> Say less. So, I read this amazing article, right? Okay. And I'll read the title for you. It says, Sex Expert (laughs) (laughs) Rejects the Claim of Anal Beads Could Have Been Used in a Chess Cheating Scandal to Send Signals. (laughs) What? Yes, this has been my favorite thing to keep up with for the past week. Okay, so let me give you background. Please. There's this 19-year-old boy whose name is um, unknown to me at the moment. Okay. But because <laughs> I can't find it, I don't know where it went. But he is a chess player and he is like a master. He's a grandmaster, actually. God damn. And he like rose to fame very quickly. And as of lately, he went to this match and this dude was like, I'm not playing him. And they were like, Why won't you play him? And he was like, Because he cheats. And they were like, What do you mean he cheats? And he was like, Oh, he uses anal beads to communicate with his coach (laughs) to help him win matches. What? This blew my mind. Like, wait, so you and your coach like sit and play with your ass together? (laughs) Like, what is happening? What the hell? Is it like a, it has to be like Bluetooth or something, right? Right. So they're saying that when he plays online, um, he's like monitored or whatever, and there's cameras around, but they feel like because it's online, his um his coach can see the other person's board, right? Right. And so he tells him what's on the other person's board and like what next moves to make, depending on the vibration the of the vibration. anal beat. Okay, hey, so come on now. <laughs> that's my thing is the tickle my thing. ass. <laughs> Tickle my ass and tell me some sweet shit. God damn. Extra sweet. Ooh, boop, boop. Z- 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 that mean come here. What? <laughs> so that's exactly what I said. So this article is saying that a sex expert rejected the claim that he could have used anal beads because he's saying that it's too um Man, I wish I knew the word he used. It's a blunt instrument, is what he said, and it would be too noisy, which makes sense because you would, wouldn't it? (laughs) I feel like with anal beads, it can go in your ass, but a piece of it is still going to be out because you got to have a way of getting it out. So it might be like a a string or something, like a tampon. They make those? I don't know. Let me tell you something. Don't. Don't come on this podcast trying to put my minutes out here in these streets, okay? I didn't put any of your business. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, just saying. saying. I just feel like through you my could... experience, there's not been a vibrating anal bead that doesn't have a piece of it that sticks out. So, like, were people in this thing like 
unless his ass is fat and his cushion is a cushion seat. That's that's what if he was making a move and somebody was like, Whose phone's going off? But it was really his ass. But you can't like you wouldn't be able to hear like he okay. So I'm telling you, I don't believe this sex expert because he's saying it's too noisy and there's no way that you could communicate through it. Is he dumb? Because my thing is you can make different vibrations. <laughs> like, does he not know that? If you're a sex expert, you should know that these things come with customizable vibrations. 15, 20, 35, you know. You can do whatever you want. Like, there's one where your partner can, like, tap a certain way, and then your vibrator would go off that way. So that's like the panty vibrator thing. It's the same concept. Yeah. So he could have had an app on his phone where he tapped a certain way and then he he made a certain move on the chessboard. I just feel like it's true. I feel like it's so true. So what makes it bad is this chess player did admit that he's cheated in the past. He said he cheated once when he was. 12 and once when he was 16 and he was like i was just young and dumb like it's not a big deal but chess.com which is a real thing (laughs) um, (laughs) they investigated it and decided that they didn't want him to be a part of their club so they banned him so he can't he's so what you gonna do check his ass before every damn chess match i'm getting to it buddy so i thought that was it then next week, there's another article that comes out that's like, chess player has a match. And they show this video of the security, like, wanding the shit out of him. <laughs> oh, but if you think I, about it, so let's just be logical for a second, right? Okay, so you have a vibrating anal bead. You're going to squirm. You're going to squirm. Unless you, you like, unless he is like, his booty hole is just like got numbing cream in it or something. That's the only way you, how you not gonna squirm with something in your ass? Because it, mm. man, look, you're an exception. You're not an exception to a rule. God damn it. I'm just saying, like, I mean, if we're practicing and coaches like, in my butt for hours a day then yeah it's gonna be normal to you but you so you mean to tell me so you mean to tell me if an anal bead is in your ass you ain't gonna squirm if you're used to it no but goddamn how (laughs) I feel like you want it to vibrate extra hard (laughs) but it would like I'm saying if you're immune to the vibrations, like how the hell you gonna feel it? You gotta feel it some type of way. You well, won't do you have to squirm. You would have to have some type of bodily reaction to it. It's a nervous system response, right? No, eh. oh, hell. <laughs> I don't know, but I just thought that was weird news. Like it has been Who? headlining that I'm, I'm gonna Google the piss out of that and that figure out Grandmaster. And I'm also gonna Google some anal beads with a string to see if that exists. Cause I feel like if it don't, I'm gonna make one. 
And I'm a pet the magic. first to buy it. I ain't first. <laughs> let me tell you something. You might <laughs> need is... to get him to be the marketing uh, face of the market. He gonna have to be because this booty hole is sacred. <laughs> <laughs> this thing is closed and tight. <laughs> <laughs> so the next thing I want to talk about is specifically for you. Okay. Oh, shit. This no. is my last one for the oh, night. Oh, shit. No. Um... So I passed an article that says everyone's been wondering and we finally know it's official. Velma is a lesbian. No shit. We fucking knew that. (laughs) Fucking Velma ass. We knew that. Wait, first of all, who was thinking about this? I I mean... Were you looking at Belma like I tap that? <laughs> I'm not looking at Belma. I'll tap that. I'll be like, Velma, you know what? You smart. You you caress my mental. Right. And like you're worried about who the monster is. So they, who are all these people that they keep claiming? Because it was in two, it was the headline of two different articles from two different newspapers. They were like, the secret is out. We've all been wondering. And now we all know. Like, who the fuck at seven and eight years old? was wondering who was sleeping with Velma. She's a cartoon, first of all. <laughs> True. Secondly, who was like, oh, who Velma sleeping with at night? <laughs> no one. She's a cartoon. That's true. But like, as you get older, you you realize some shit. Because I still watch cartoons. So I'd be like. Yes, I do too. Velma, come on, girl. Come on over. Come, come on over. I can't deal with you. Nobody <laughs> was wondering. And I don't feel like this needs to be in a kid's cartoon. Like, no kid is wondering. Oh, I have a question since you with. talked about that. How do you feel about um like Disney and all these other uh kid-friendly networks incorporating oh. homosexuality into their characters? Oh, I have lots to say. But let me I'm going to answer that. But let me tell you one thing. Velma's crush in this new movie that's coming out is a blonde-headed black girl named Coco. I'm going to see it. I won't see what <laughs> I got to see what the fuck Coco is cocoing about. Okay. She got long. She, is it wait? She got long blonde hair. Is it weave or is it like long blonde hair? She has glasses, kind of like Velma's, but they're a little bit bigger. So is it a cartoon movie or is it like realistic? Like no, real it's people? a cartoon movie. Child, I'm going to see that. You going to come with me? Huh, I hate you. <laughs> we got to go see what Coco is about. In the clip that they show, it shows Coco like putting her hand on Velma and she just turns red. <laughs> oh, that's that's all you need. That's it. <laughs> it's Touch just me. So much. Touch okay, so to, me. Uh, to your question of the 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 gay wokeness that's happening, I have two sides of the coin. I feel like it's a great thing for representation because right. everybody's family is not a mom and dad. Um, True. There's a lot, a lot of children in this next generation coming up that have two moms or two dads. I mean, I done had a lot of plastic babies in my life. <laughs> I done shot a couple clubs up. So <laughs> we got little Barbies and Ken dolls. What's the What's the black uh, Barbie name? Stacy. <laughs> Who is it? Is it Stacy? It might be. Now you make me want to go look at it. Who is it? We got Stacy. We got Casey. We got uh. 
a little Lamar running around. We got <laughs> we got all of it. Her name is Christy, girl. Chris, we got Christy. We got Kate. We got Katie. We got all of them. We got a couple of running Christy. around. Little plastic Barbie. Little Barbie doll running around. Shit. Well, to my point, I think it's a good thing for those kids to have representation. But I don't feel like it should be forced. Like the situation with Velma. Like, why is it why is it forced into it? Like she was fine on her own. She had no love interest because nobody had a love interest on Scooby-Doo. It was about finding the fucking monster. So now you're making it about something else by putting this character in it. Right. But I feel like if there's if there's new stuff, new material that comes out and it has two moms or two dads, that's fine to me. Introduce kids to let them know that people live differently than you or give the kids the opportunity to be represented in their normal household. Right. But the switch, I think, um, I want to say there was like a scene in Buzz Lightyear where there was a, a lesbian couple or something. I was hearing about that. And then with Velma, it's just like, leave them the way they are. If you want that storyline, create that somewhere. Create like a new cartoon based off of that. Yeah. Or something like, yeah. That okay. I get that. Perfectly fine. I, get, I feel I like this. kids should definitely be exposed to different lifestyles so that they're not, their only judgment isn't just, oh, that's wrong. Especially yeah. in the South where we are. Right. But, yeah, I'm fine with it. I think when I have children, I it's not something I'd be like, oh, turn that off. That's that's horrible. No. Especially because I have a sister that's a lesbian. Like, that just be right. weird. But would you, ex- what age would you expose them to that? I think that's important as well. At any age, they're going to be exposed to my sister. But she's not going to be slobbing down her girlfriend in front of you? In Why front of your kids? Why not? <laughs> oh. What if it's a drunken night? Am I just supposed to be like, oh, y'all are not allowed to show affection to each other? No, kids? but like, I'm, I feel like you. there's a certain age you expose kids to that. I feel like it shouldn't be like super duper young. And this is maybe my this may be like my narrow mindedness about it, like because I don't want to expose them to that myself, so to speak. I would much rather like the parent do it. So I'm very careful and cautious about what I do around kids. Like that to me. Huh? To me, that's really sad. I just you just I feel like you gotta be careful. Because you don't know what you let me tell you something <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you something okay like i i remember when i was younger having a crush on my third grade teacher okay like and just to expose somebody to something like two two females i hate using the word females i'm sorry two women or two men kissing when they already had this imaginative I don't want to say infatuation, but this imagery in their head of like actually having feelings or wanting to be around somebody of the same sex. And it's not like a, oh, you my friend. It's like a, ooh, I like the way you look at me type I'm thing. Not <laughs> we not friends, we friends. You know, like, you get that? No. Oh, hell. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. But I don't get the concept. To me, 
it shouldn't have to be something you introduce to a child. Like nobody is running around telling kids this is a man and this is a woman or like if they see a woman and a man holding hands or kissing outside, nobody has to explain that to a kid. So because it's normal. Like exactly. being homosexual to people, so, to certain people is abnormal. It's not right. It's so unholy. That's what I'm saying. I'm not in that group. So that is weird as shit to me that anyone would have to explain their lifestyle or explain to a kid that situation. Like right. it should just be normal. And for my children, it will be normal. Like they will be exposed to it from jump. Like I, I just don't see why it has to be introduced later. I don't understand the concept of coming out. Like all that to me Ooh. is weird as fuck. Like, why are we doing that? I never had to go to my parents and say, Oh, by the way, I like boys. Right. That's weird. So why do I had why did I have to go back and be like, oh, I like girls? <laughs> <laughs> why did it have to be this big announcement? Like yeah. I just, I don't get it. And for my sister, she never made a big announcement. It was just like, she started bringing someone around and it was what it was. Like, no one judged her. She felt very paranoid about it or like Mm -hmm. talking about me. But we had absolutely no issue. It was just like, if that's who you love, that's who you love. Right. So for me, it is just, that's why I was saying it's sad to for me to hear you be like, well, I, I watch myself yeah, and, and, and what I do because you're just loving someone. You're living your life. You're doing normal shit. And why shouldn't that just be normal for a kid to see? I don't think that them being ex- like, I say exposed in air quotes mm-hmm. is triggering that's good. Like, that's the thing that's going to make them gay. Like it right. doesn't work like that. Like either you have this attraction or you don't. True. I've been attracted to both sexes since I was extremely young mm-hmm. and I never understood why I had to make a choice or why it had to be a secret. And in my family, it never was, but um, crazy enough had a question with our mutual best friend. I, so, you know, our mom's best friends. Did you know that right. two of these women had to have had a conversation together about all of our sexualities one day? And we just figured it out this week. Really? <laughs> yes. So I was asking her about um, an experience I had where I was in the car riding with my mom. And she was like, oh, yeah, I'm hearing that some of your friends are lesbian and some are bisexual. Like, are you? And I was like, yeah. Wow. And she's she was like, wait, you had that conversation too? And I was like, what do you mean? She was like, our parents had to be talking because my mom asked me the same thing. Get out. The exact same thing, the exact same way. What? Yeah. So it was like a whole conversation they had with each other. And I guess they were trying to figure out what all of our sexualities were. And I was just the one who was outright like, yeah, I'm bisexual. What what are you going to do about it? Yeah. But, um, she, our friend said she kind of like skirted around it and was uh-huh. like, eh, I mean, I do like girls. 
Right. But <laughs> when she said it, she was like, not to any of my friends now, though. <laughs> like, <laughs> because her mom was like, wait a minute. Have they been here before? She was like, mm-hmm, had sleepovers and everything. <laughs> right. Because that was, like, I feel like, because you're, like, y'all's parents are different. Yeah. It's it's a completely different upbringing and but to have their background played into that. They were both counselors. Right. So they're they have more of an awareness and more open minded. We'll say and that. They, they don't they don't have a choice. They had training to be right. That way. They had yeah, they had to train to be that way. Yeah, no, nah, that wasn't popping off over here. <laughs> no, no, no. You what? No. <laughs> what the hell you mean? No, nah, no. <laughs> Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. didn't have that. I wish I did though. That would have been different. That would have been like a lot less um painful and less stress on my life, even as an adult. Like to just to know that you can be comfortable with who you are genuinely and be that way with the people that you love. And the people that brought you into this world. You get what I'm saying? Right. Because, child, my God is an awesome God. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. 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 <laughs> Woo. But I thank God for Jesus. I thank God for Jesus. <laughs> man. I will count that as your pump and dump. Got, pump and dump, man. Pump and fucking dump. <laughs> So now that we pumped and dumped, we made it to um your affirmations. So what is something that you could create an affirmation out of? Something you've heard this week or something you've been using yourself? Um, so I'll go back to the screensaver that's on my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, it says pivot, don't panic. Ooh. That's crazy. So, yeah. Oh, that is so crazy. That is something I use on my clients. When they start to have a panic attack, I tell them to pivot. Yeah, but pivot. Don't panic. That and is so, crazy. I didn't know that was a real thing. I thought I made it up. I saw it, I saw it on Instagram somewhere, and I took a screenshot, and I was like, ooh, I need to use this because um, a lot of times I'll have, like, anxiety about, like, where I'm at in life and not being where I want to be as far as, like, a career and just, you know, just life be lifing sometimes, and you just be like, yep. fuck. And you like panic and you get like, I have a tendency to get anxiety around my birthday because it's like another year I'm stuck in the same position, the same predicament. And I feel like I haven't made any progress. So I get a lot of anxiety around that. And I found it maybe, I want to say like a month before my birthday. And it's just been on my phone ever since. And it's just like a, a daily reminder to just not let life really like overtake who you are as a person and just learn how to pivot and navigate through certain challenges and hindrances that you may encounter in life to just, you know, just be you and just live and be thankful and be grateful for what you have because the things that you, you have now, you pray for them at one point in time. Real. And so it's like, be grateful for what you have now, but still don't keep, don't limit yourself to where you are. So, yeah. I like that one. Yeah. So, that's my thing. Pivot. Don't panic. Yep. I have to use that. 
you might see it um on a shirt soon. Yeah, put it on the shirt. I stole it from somebody. <laughs> Sorry, y'all ain't getting no credit. <laughs> Whoever you are, <laughs> I hope hey. you hear me now. I hope you hear me. <laughs> we got to get this out here in these streets. I hope you hear me. <laughs> My affirmation last time was you are enough. Oh. And I still am you sticking struggling. with it. Yeah, I'm going to stick with it because I don't fully believe it yet. Why? Um, I feel like I allow little things to prove it to me. I say that in air quotes, but like, um, I guess an example would be like this week. I thought I had a new client coming in and I had a consultation and I was all excited. Mm -hmm. And then the day of they canceled on me and without any notice, no communication. So I don't know if they're coming back or not. Mm -hmm. Did you reach out to them? Um, no, because I don't think I have any contact information. It's very weird. But, um, (laughs) but it just like little stuff like that will make me believe that I'm not enough. Like if I was enough, they would have came in, it would have been this and I can convince myself of that. So I have to, to, like you said, pivot and get myself out of that. So I don't, until I 100% believe it, I think I'll keep it. Because it's, it's, it's just a lot happening right now. Like, so what would it take for you to 100% believe that? Because I believe it. Aw, good question. Um, I guess reaching my short-term goals would let me know. But you hear. Just... But you hear. Yeah. <laughs> this was your short-term go- short-term goal, right? That's weird. Yeah. Boom. You heal. <laughs> it's all about perspective. Literally in my office right now. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I don't know. It's weird. I mean, you can have everything show you and prove to you that what you're saying is true. And then there's still that piece that won't believe it. It's just, I really think it's imposter syndrome. Which is a real thing. I feel yes. that sometimes, like me, is me. I I have a business. I yeah. have yeah, like me. I have a podcast. That's me. And you decorated it. Oh, all by myself. One woman. A one woman show. All the bruises to show for it. My but God. Then like you didn't bring a dolly. I said these thighs. <laughs> <laughs> these thighs are the dolly. Okay. Don't worry about me. But you doing it. Just like take a moment like to like step outside of like what you think you're not enough of and just list the stuff that you accomplished within a short period of time. You got to remember months ago you weren't in this position. Oh my. Months? Weeks? Weeks. You prayed, you like I said, you prayed for what you have right now. You prayed on it. This has been your dream. You are here. You made it. It's just about a continuation. That's it. Come on now, ho. (laughs) Oh, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) For y'all of those who don't know what that means, it means I'm about to cry. (laughs) Oh, Lord. (laughs) 
no, but like seriously, that you have to think. You have to step outside of that. Step outside of your doubt. Step outside of your fear, and realize this is what I prayed for, and now it's here. Don't let that fear turn it into something that you're. I don't want to say ungrateful, but something that you're not fully. Um, what's the word? The brevity of what's happening. Right. I get you. Well, guys, I am enough. There it is. Uh. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna need a little bit more enthusiasm with that. Okay. I will be in my mirror for the next week, telling myself I am enough. Because you are. You are enough. And to pivot and not panic. Pivot, not panic. Which is literally what I tell my clients. But I mean literally. Like, I will make them stand up and go pivot. Just take your body and turn it a whole other way and say, we're not doing this today. <laughs> yeah. You got to practice what you preach to your clients, too. You can't I be saying do. you can't be saying shit and then not believing it yourself. <laughs> That's some ass backwards ass therapy. <laughs> Hold up now, bitch. You're messing with my business. <laughs> <laughs> it got to get these coins. <laughs> no, but I, I tell my clients all the time, I'm still human. Like, right. I do not have my shit together the way you think I do. And we're just all here together. living. But life. nobody does. No. And that's what I want them to believe. Because I think, like, as a therapist, people expect you to be this perfect person or to have it all together because you're a professional and that is definitely a myth that is not what's going on but shit therapists go to therapists too oh my gosh it's (laughs) the best all therapists should go to therapy so what (laughs) I need therapy because you got me talking to you (laughs) I need therapy from your ass and your bullshit help me god damn it You got me stressed out over your ass. Now I got to go to therapy and talk about your shit with my fucking therapist. And this shit's supposed to be about me. <laughs> Fuck. That's how you, that's what it is. <laughs> you think that's how my sessions go? <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you about this bitch. Okay? <laughs> Let me tell you about this little motherfucker that just came in through my door talking this bullshit. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's usually not how they go, but sometimes somebody catch me off guard and I'll be like, let me tell you about this shit. Right. Because oh, you got man. to. Well, thank you for joining me on my loquacious podcast. Thank you for having me. I hope my voice don't sound stupid. Because no. I hate my voice. See, now I know I'm not the only one. Everybody is a little bit. Because my just, voice is like yeah. super deep already. It is it not is. deep. It We're not is. getting into this right now. Thank you guys for listening. Oh, how you just cut me the hell off? I'm still talking. (laughs) I want to wish y'all light, love, and healing on your life's journey. And we'll be back soon.